0: Greetings, CCISD. This is Carrie Perales, and I'm here at Castors Elementary School. And today we have
1: Jennifer Antonitz And, and Jaden Lopez.
0: It's awesome to have two students here, or two students or a student and a teacher. And today we are getting, getting to, to the, the core. core. Oh, you guys are <laughs> experts at this. I love it. Well, today we're here at Castoris to really talk about math and math instruction. We've been doing a whole series on it, uh, but we like to get to the core. So we wanted to find out what does math look like here at Castoris Elementary? We wanted to hear from teachers and from students. So we're going to start with you. Kind of tell us, how how do you feel about math instruction for the past maybe two years? What it's like in your classroom and kind of where you start?
1: Um, so last year I started with third grade, and this year is second grade. Um, so I've seen a little bit of both, um, as well as fifth grade. Even um, I've used the Sharon Wells curriculum, yes. and I find that to be really guiding. For oh, good, us. good. Um, I like the structure of it. I like how it's very hands on at the beginning, and then it leads off at the end to where they're doing it more independent work within. Um, that framework seems to work really well for them.
0: I love the fact that there's PDs or half-day PDs or Mm -hmm. Sharon Wells. Now I know after time, some teachers don't necessarily have to go to that because they've already been. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you get to participate in those?
1: Yes. Since I'm, Technically new to second grade. This oh, okay, year. Um, I've been going to those.
0: Yay! Times, but, awesome. Uh, it's yeah, been I fun to learn. I think that's so beneficial because you can kind of practice it, ask mm-hmm. questions. I know I typically go to the fourth grade one, mm-hmm. and uh, the teachers give so many good ideas. Just hearing from other yes. teachers what you can do. Do you find mm-hmm. that you have that same thing? I
1: do, and I like how the trainers have been able to go to other campuses as nice. well, other districts, even. Um, and they bring other ideas like this is how I used it in the classroom or this is how I've seen other teachers present it. And they can kind of, you know, share other ideas.
0: Yes, so. sharing is caring, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, so tell us about math for you. Now, your teacher goes and she learns a lot and then she comes back and she teaches your class. So tell us kind of like what math is like in your classroom.
2: It's it's fun and, and um and it's creative.
0: Ooh, it's creative. What kinds of things are creative? Do y'all d- get up out of your desk ever to do any type of math or Oh,
2: yeah. Um we this one time we were learning about shapes oh. and um Mi- uh, Ms. Antinett let us go around the room. Let us go around the room to to look for other shapes in the room.
0: Oh, nice. So you kind of had a little scavenger hunt around the room looking for shapes? Very cool. Now, when math gets hard, and this can be for both of y'all, when it gets hard, because we want, we know math can be challenging and as each grade level builds upon the other. And so one of the big things in the framework is that we have to make sure kids remember everything from every year so that they have a really sound foundation, especially when they go off to middle school and high school. So when it gets hard, what do you typically do for students? And then what do you typically do when it gets hard and you need help?
1: I know for myself, when I when the students, when it does get hard, I help them guide them through it, not, you know, exactly give them the answer, of course, okay. but guide them through it. We do the monitoring around the room, um, and as we're monitoring, we can kind of spot those students and, you know, just stopping next to them and saying, okay, well, tell me what you think and help. How- Them to guide them through the questions and have their own thoughts rather than me just giving them. I love it. It's
0: that productive struggle, Mm -hmm. giving those guided questions so they can find because that's what life is, right? Unfortunately, when you're out there, there's not going to be people following around telling you, "Oh, the answer is this." So they have to think for themselves. So does that happen when you when you have trouble with math? What do you typically do?
2: I typically do just raise my hand and Miss Antonitz comes comes. She uh, comes to
0: your rescue <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. do you uh, talk to your peers ever? Do you get a chance to talk to your peers or the other students in the classroom? Yeah, tell me a little bit about that
2: um so we turn we we do this thing called turn and talk and we oh. like when we when we need, when we do math um we turn and talk to to our shoulder partner and and we and we um, we
0: talk about the problem? Yeah. Awesome. Is that good to sometimes to think, oh, good, that's what I was thinking, or oh, I'm glad she doesn't know either, so now we can ask the teacher. Sometimes it's good to talk it out, right? Yeah. I, I'm the same way. If I can talk to other people about it and talk it through, then I know I know it. If I can't talk it through, then that means I don't know it. So that's good that you are allowed to talk in class. Back in the old days, because I'm kind of old, we weren't mm-hmm. even allowed to talk in class. Isn't that crazy? But now you guys get to talk a lot, right? That's one of our big initiatives of habits of discussion to be able to talk they to one another. To. <laughs> so love
1: talking too. love it. Was it
0: hard to implement that in your classroom or was it easy to get them to talk to one another? For this
1: group, it was pretty easy because um, they're not shy at all. And when they get into third grade, fourth, fifth, you know, they start kind of backing up, getting a little bit more shy and kind yeah. of feeling their feelings a little bit more. But second grade, they're all about... Wanting that conversation with their friends. So like I said, we do the turn and talk. Um, Sometimes we'll even do like a mixed freeze activity where we'll play music and they find a different partner in the room. So it's constantly somebody else that they can share those ideas with.
0: Nice. That's amazing. Do you find that it's good that you have, I know the district provides everything that you pretty much need. Um, There's also the Lumios that we Mm -hmm. use. Do you find having all of those things at your fingertips helpful or do you feel like you have to go find more things?
1: No, I absolutely think it's wonderful because in the past we used to have to create our own slides, mm. put in all the links and everything and then this year it's just it's all there for us. It's, you know, we're able to pick and choose from the the, the IGs and, and put them into our slides ourselves and then we also have the uh, the Lumios alongside of it. So everything is very streamlined. Nice. And it's it's easy and, doesn't take as much time. Yes, <laughs> yes, because
0: that's the hard thing is there's not enough time to do mm-hmm. it all. And do you benefit when we say Lumio? Do you know what that is?
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's where um, uh, my teacher has all her slides.
0: Uh huh. Do you have a Chromebook or do you use Chromebook in class to do it or do you, do you use it on the smart TV or how do you utilize it?
1: We, we use, Ms. Antoinette does it on the smart board
0: very cool
1: we're slowly transitioning with that right now because they're getting we're prepping them for third grade so it's a little little by little they're seeing it a little bit on the screen a little bit on the paper and eventually we'll start pulling out chromebooks along with it
0: nice well wow because talking to you i would have thought you were already a fourth grader so you're only in second grade my goodness you're very mature for your age that's wonderful well, thank you guys so much for being here today. We're going to talk to some of your other peers and a, one of your other colleagues, and we're going to move this and kind of mash it together. So, uh, thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Awesome. All right, now at Castor's Elementary School, we have two more guests. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Go ahead. Hi,
3: I'm Leticia Bayan, second grade teacher.
0: Awesome. I'm Tori Ray Garcia. Oh, beautiful. So it's so nice to have you guys here today. We're going to continue with the math discussion, but I wanted to focus on using manipulatives in the classroom and like solving real-world problems. So tell me a little bit about how you do that in the classroom. How how do they have access to those manipulatives?
3: Oh, they're everywhere in the classroom, on the shelves, everywhere accessible for them to get. But And, it, and it's such an important part. Of the day Mm -hmm. starting with those manipulatives so um hands-on
0: yes hands-on is so important having that movement that kinesthetic starting with the abstract to the concrete um so what kinds of things or activities do you remember that you do in class that you like
2: um um we um we do problem solving in our journal
0: oh tell me more about your journal
2: Um, we do a lot of math problems, and we've been starting to get, um, even harder and harder problems.
0: Yes, that tends to happen, right, as you go through the school year, because you're going to be going into third grade, so your teacher's preparing you for third grade. Do
2: you get to decorate your journal at the front of it? In the beginning of the year, she, she, um... We got a paper that says our math journal, and then we got to color it, and then we taped it in the front.
0: Oh, I love it. You know, I still have some of my journals from elementary school. I still have them. Isn't that crazy? And I'm 48 years old. But I love them so much because I spent so much time in them. Do you go back into them and look at what you've done? Yes. yes. Awesome. Awesome. So what is the biggest thing when it comes to second grade? It is a transition from first to second grade. What is probably the hardest concept or the hardest, I guess, skill that second graders have?
3: Um, the hardest skill, it's basically the same as first grade, honestly, if you're doing all the going from concrete to abstract, okay. of course it does get harder, a little more challenging. Okay. You know, they're t- doing simpler uh, addition and subtraction in first grade and when they come to second grade, they're having to do it with regrouping now. Oh, and regrouping so, is hard. Yes, yes, it gets a little more challenging, wow. but the kids can do it with practice. You know, we do the, I do We do, and then you do, so that works out.
0: Awesome. Do you all do a lot of partner work um, in class, where you get to work with somebody else in the classroom, or do you do a lot of stuff just by yourself?
2: We do almost. We do a lot of stuff by ourselves.
0: By yourself, so you can be independent, which is really important. How? Now, this. Now, listen to my question. This is a hard one for even adults. How do you know when you really understand the math? How do you know when you know it?
2: Because it's easy.
0: Okay, because it's easy and you're able to do it without any problems. That is exactly right. You put it perfectly, actually. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Um, as far as math, the curriculum, and Sharon Wells, uh, how do you feel that's going just for lesson planning and for delivery of instruction?
3: It's an excellent program. It really has a very strong foundation of everything we need. Like I said, from abstract to the concrete. And um, it's all in there in the cheese. So there's a lot of support. That's great. A support of everything that we need awesome even for doing differentiation instruction and stuff so i'm glad you brought that up because that is
0: hard you have how many students do you have in your classroom
3: right now i have 17
0: 17 and so they have 17 great minds all very different so how do you differentiate do you use are there certain certain things you use for certain students or do you do stations or how does that work
3: well, it, it just varies depending on the lesson. Okay. But um, some students might ha- need the concrete more, and they'll stay at that stage okay. while others are ready to move on. Even though everybody gets all three stages, the ones that are needing a little more help can you know, still have those manipulatives with them and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, they partner. They help a peer. They help each other. Um, they also... Um, Of course, they get one-on-one. They get get help with a tutor also. Oh, wow. Yes.
0: That's amazing. That's awesome. What about parents? Like, how do parents know what's going on? Is there any type of things that you do for parents when it comes to the math area?
3: Well, we definitely send math homework. Okay. And it ties into the Sharon Wells. Nice. So that they know what they're going to get tested on. Okay. So like that they're ready and they get that extra practice
0: very cool. And do your parents, when you go home with math, are they like, oh, I don't know, ask your teacher, or do they end up helping you, or how does that work?
2: Um, they end, My mom end up helps me.
0: Good. Awesome. Sometimes my son brings the homework, and I can't even do the math anymore because it's hard. He's in middle school now, so math gets harder and harder. So sometimes I'm able to help him, and sometimes I'm like, go ask your teacher. I have no idea. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Did you enjoy? Is this your first podcast? Yes. Awesome. Well, you did amazing. Both of you did great. So, thank you for thank being you here. For having us, I really appreciate it. And that's getting to the core.